Warning, this podcast contains mature themes, coarse language, and hella spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Space, the final frontier. Will this podcast self-destruct? Find out this week on Love and Horror. Happy post-spooky season. Yeah. How was your Halloween? It was really good. I went out to my sister's house and we... Uh, took my niece trick-or-treating, and I went in, uh, my brother-in-law's haunted house, and, uh, it was the first... can't see the scary face (laughs) that I'm making right now. (laughs) It was literally, like, the emoji where it's, like, like, where you see, like, all the teeth. That is my favorite emoji. It's a pretty good one. I've definitely gotten that one from you before. Yes, many times. Yeah. Um, no, that this, or the shrugging lady. Yes, I, I love the shrugging lady. I do also a lot of facepalm lady. Yes, yeah. Um, yeah, but no. <laughs> what? 30 seconds in and I've already done two sidebars. Anyway, I saw that there is um, something, you know. Shiny. Shiny over there. Um, no, the, the haunted house is really good. This was the first year that I got to, like, go. I, I wasn't really around for much of the build. Mm. I wasn't. I usually make myself scarce in October because if not he'll just put me to work (laughs) and then if Ronnie and I don't help him he's like I wish you guys would just like want to like just take a night out and just like paint this wall or cut this thing out and you guys don't ever want to be involved and it's like because it's your project yeah this is your baby yeah but so this time he was like hey do you want to go in like before I open it up and it's like no I want like the The full yeah Dunroth Manor experience (laughs) So he was like, hey, look at this video. I don't even want to see the video. I just want to go in. And so he was like, okay, when when you're ready to go in, like, I'll let you go in by yourself. I'll, like, kind of, like, make everyone else wait outside. And then he's like, and I'll just, like, fog the shit out of it. And then you'll just, like, you'll be in there, like, all by yourself. And he does this thing where, like, he has, like, tw- like six cameras, like, set up all over the place. Oh. And can, like, watch people go yeah. through. So he was, like, watching me go through, and he would, like, bang on like the wall as I went through so definitely got some like genuine scares oh good yeah that's awesome so how was your halloweener well I had to work all day I worked all weekend today's my first day off in like three weeks what why oh just because it's covid and you work in the healthcare sector? Yeah, pretty much. The end, yeah. <laughs> um, we've been amping up. We've been, like, developing the system and the software and stuff. I say we. I, the, I've had no part of this. Um, <laughs> but um, all the healthcare workers in the province have to report their vaccination status. Whoa. And it's going through the website that I take care of. Oh, okay. Essentially, like... Yeah. I supervise the reps that help people with this uh, healthcare yeah. site. It's yeah. just for healthcare employees, whatever. Yes. Um, I'm like Chandler Bing. Like, what do you do for a living? Who the fuck knows? <laughs> um, does it, my it, job it, I can't explain it. <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, anyway, so it's been like, you know, announced for a while that healthcare workers are going to have to report their status. Right. 
but they didn't have the system up and running until mm. Friday. Awesome. So we've we've been just overrun with people, first of all, having to get logged in and set up their accounts and stuff. And now they have to log in and report their vaccination status. So it's just been a lot of extra work. And uh, Do you hear much bitching about, like, I have to get vaccinated to keep my job? Yep. Yep. That is just, like, you are a nurse and or doctor. Well, probably just one or the other. Like, you should be the first person. Yeah. To, I mean, that is a um, whole sidebar that I could go down. But Well, it's like, you know, and a lot of, lot of it, too, is, you know, maybe, like, somebody from IT who doesn't, who works remotely or oh, whatever, okay. but it's 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 a blanket policy. Like you can't get too granular on it with who should and who shouldn't because there's always going to be an exception. There. Yes, yeah. I didn't. I never thought about like IT and stuff. I always just think like healthcare, doctors and nurses. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. There's a whole spectrum. So like janitors and stuff, then would have to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah everybody, okay. cafeteria ladies and. Yep. Or cafeteria men. Environment service workers. Oh, well. Well, we got a couple of space movies to talk about today. Yeah, interesting. Very different uh, different spirit. Yes. Of them. But lots of neat little... I mean, I guess, obviously, if they're taking place in space, there's going to be little parallels. But there's a yes. couple of really cool parallels. Th- there there was, like, one big one that, like, when it happened... That you like, were like, holy oh shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. 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 Um, hello, my baby. Hello, my darling. Oh my <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> Is that the one you were... Yep. Okay. Well, let's get into it. Oh, let's. Um, am I talking first? Yeah, so time? we're talking Spaceballs first. Okay. Spaceballs the movie. <laughs> Spaceballs, the towel. Spaceballs, Spaceballs, the toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) I see. Okay, so I just watched it last night. Yeah. Again. The hundreds of times I've seen this, and I still was giggling like a little kid. Oh, yeah. So I hope that... I hope you had at least some laughs. Laughs were had, yes. (laughs) Okay. Did you know anything about Spaceballs other than... Me endlessly quoting it for the last 20 years. <laughs> um, I knew it was a spoof. I knew it was a, a Mel Brooks spoof. Yeah. Um, I knew that... I knew who was in it. Like, I knew that John Candy played a character called Barf. Barf! And I was just like, <laughs> what? Um, I knew that there were... What I thought was there were elements of Star Wars. Oh, no. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there are elements of, of Star Wars. Yeah, like, no, but it's all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's I not it was, just elements, oh, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the whole damn thing. Yeah, I was like, okay, like, there's some parts where they make fun or spoof or whatever Star Wars. Like, you have Rick Moranis' character, who's supposed to be, like, Darth Vader. and The, um... Dark oh, helmet. Dar- yeah, and then you have like the the people who are supposed to be, like, the, like, the stormtroopers and, you know, yeah. I was like, but I'm sure there's, like, other elements of of uh, sci-fi in there, but it's it's basically just like a send-up of like a New Hope, um, yeah. Which is the first Star Wars, or yeah. the fourth Star Wars, depending on how you want to look at it. I have no horse in that race. Well, I do. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's basically all I knew. Um, I didn't know like a lot of details. I just knew like it was a Mel Brooks spoof. Um, there was a person named Barf in it, and uh, Star Wars. <laughs> All right. Well, Spaceballs was released in 1987, and it stars everybody. Yeah. Uh, but a few mentionables. Uh, obviously, Mel Brooks, who also wrote, produced, and directed it. Mm-hmm. 
John Candy, Rick Moranis, Bill Pullman, and a cameo from John Hurt. Yes! <laughs> so good. Uh, it was... So this was surprising to me, actually, when I was looking up the, the stats on it. It was made for $22,700,000. 22? 22 million. Yeah. Wow. It was Mel Brooks's second most expensive movie. Huh. Which is so funny, because I just... I just read these stats today mm-hmm. and the funny thing about it is that as I was watching it a couple nights ago and there are certain things where you can like see how cardboard the set is made out of and yeah. stuff I was like wow they really did this on not much budget yeah <laughs> but yeah 22 million dollars almost Holy 23 hell. uh and it grossed 38 million 119,483 dollars sweet so it actually that wasn't much profit really. Yeah, when I said sweet, I was just saying sweet at like all my numbers. numbers. Yeah, I yeah. actually said them all. Yeah, <laughs> I personally don't care, but you know, it's, it's my mission now. Yeah, yeah, um, no, that really isn't a ton of profit. Yeah, like, they didn't even like double what they made back. Yeah, like, what they made or what they cost. This is where my little rose-colored glasses about this movie, Sean, oh. is so. You know, I've all I've already got a bit of an I- idea that, like, I know it's not your kind of movie, and and the, it's kind of dumb humor and stuff, which typically isn't mine either. Yeah. But this movie just hits different for some reason. Um, but man, the reviews. Oh yeah, <laughs> were not good. So I'm like, okay, <laughs> at least this has prepared me for if she doesn't like it. Uh, I'm 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 prepared. Yeah, it had. Uh, 56% fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is the lowest of any of the ones that I've made you watch. Yeah, I feel like it's probably right in there with, like, most of my movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is the kind of numbers that we're used to seeing from the horror movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, 46 on Metacritic. Ebert oh, good old gave it two and a half stars and said, Spaceballs doesn't have the same level of fancy cinematic touches critics love, but it's fun. Okay, well, that's fair. Fair. Yeah. Um, but a lot of the other reviews, I've just pulled out a couple keywords oh. that I saw multiple times. Um, a lot of, like, it was pretty forced humor. It was kind of, you know, set up for the humor. Yeah. Great cast, but wasted talent. Yeah, yeah. Um, my favorite one that I saw, though, was one that was shared on Rotten Tomatoes fairly recently, and mm-hmm. it said... Unforgivable then, unforgivable now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, I'm I'm braced for whatever she's got to right? give me here. I I have some fun facts in the vein of reviews and critical reception and stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you want to take a wild guess who's who was this movie's biggest fan? Mm, who was this movie's biggest fan? Mark Hamill, I don't know. George Lucas. Really? He loved it. Um, Mel Brooks personally obtained George Lucas's full permission to parody any and all things Star Wars related. But on one condition, and this is hilarious to me, we've already, you know, made a couple cracks about the merchandising, the <laughs> yep. space balls, the bed sheets, yeah. whatever. So George Lucas's condition was that absolutely no merchandise of any kind be produced from this movie. Oh. And that's the reason why the yogurt and the dinks do all the merchandising and there's merchandising all through the movie, but none of that was actually produced. Okay. I was wondering, I was like, did all this shit get made in the 80s? Because that's a lot. 
Baseball's the flamethrower. <laughs> um, yeah, and George Lucas was said to that he loved this movie um, and wrote Mel Brooks a letter after its premiere saying that he thought he was going to bust something from laughing so hard. Wow. And he also told Mel Brooks that had he not chosen to parody Star Wars, this movie would have succeeded as a great adventure movie. Mm, yeah. And Brooks was extremely flattered by mm-hmm. Lucas's compliments and support. Wow. All right, so <laughs> in so much as there is a plot, tell me the plot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so have you seen Star Wars A New Hope? Uh, that, but also not that. So basically, there's like a, a spaceship full of bad guys led by uh, Dark Helmet, who is uh, Rick Moranis' character, and they're just all out to um, kind of capture this other planet. Yeah. Planet Druidia. um, Yes, Planet Druidia, where all the, like, fresh air is, and they want to, like, get all that fresh air because they're running out of air and oxygen and stuff where they are. Um, So on Planet Druidia, you have um, Daphne Zuniga is the princess... What's her name? Um, Shit! Princess... Vespa. Vespa, yes. Uh, I just had a total brain fart for a moment there, and I was just going to walk right out of this apartment and go, like... Hand in my my fan club card or something. I don't know. <laughs> Spaceballs, the fan club card. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we cut to Princess Druidia's... Nope. I keep wanting to call her Princess Druidia. Well, she, she is, is the, the princess, princess of Druidia. Of Druidia. Um, it's her wedding day and she's going to marry the only prince available who is Prince Valium. And uh, he's like just this tired, bored dude. <laughs> um, and then at, like, at the last minute she was like, Screw your wedding, I'm taking off in her, like, space Mercedes or whatever. And uh, so they take off, and then um, we cut to another set of characters um, who is basically, like, the Chewie and Han Solo of the the movie. Um, And and the princess's uh, father, the king, contacts them and is like, Hey, if you bring my daughter in um, and, like, you know, bring her back to me, I'll give you, like, a million space bucks or whatever. And they're like, perfect, let's do it. So then they go on this big, like, galactic adventure, very much like Star Wars, to um, to kind of bring her back to planet Druidia. And in the end, they deliver her to her wedding, where she can once again get married to uh, Prince Valium. But at the nick of time, we discover that um, the Han Solo character, whose name is... Lone Star. Lone Star. Um, turns out he's actually a prince. Go and, figure. Uh, he gets to marry Princess Vespa in the end. So, the end. All right. Yeah. Um, so, I just have to comment about the very beginning of the movie when you get the scroll, like Star mm-hmm. Wars, that's yeah. telling you about the... There's a line in there that I don't think I ever really paid attention to before. I bet it's the line that's the first line in my notes here. Oh, oh tell me first. Unbeknownst to the princess, yes! but knownst to us. I love it. Knownst <laughs> to us. I walked around the house all night saying knownst to knownst us. to us, yeah. Um, yeah, so I feel like you're probably going to point some of them out. Um, but I quote this movie a lot. Yep. This Before we started recording, I said that this movie is much like The Princess Bride in that now that I've seen it, I understand so much pop culture now (laughs) and so many things that you say. Yes. I'm so excited. Knowing me, not being me, 
you probably pick them up more than I realize. Or I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I'm going to tell you what I think my most quoted quote uh-huh. is. Yeah. And you can tell me if you... Most quotable quote that I ever doth quoted. Um, when will then be now? Soon. See, now again, um, going back to our Bridget Jones thing, I don't think I've ever heard you say that. That's so funny. I say it all the time. When well, will I'm very busy now? and important, so maybe I just didn't. <laughs> very maybe busy Maybe I just didn't catch that. <laughs> all right. So, okay. I could talk about my thoughts on this movie forever, but that's not what this is about. So, have at her. Have at her. Okay. So I will open by saying I do not like spoofs. Mm-hmm. Um, Typically, I, I don't either. Yeah. Well, I mean, although you have seen the scary movie movies. and uh, I didn't say I liked them. That's fair. Um, yeah, I just don't like... It's just, it's a kind of comedy that I just don't appreciate. Like, I find it really unoriginal. Yeah. Um, and I, I will say, like, I love Star Wars, um, but this is not coming from a place of, like, being precious about Star Wars. Mm, like, yeah. make fun of Star Wars. I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. fucking care. Like, I'm not one of those people who, like, when the new movies came out, was like, you ruined Star Wars because mm. there's a Asian girl in this Oh, now. God. It's, you ruined it. Like, <laughs> no, like, I'm just, I'm not like that. Or, like, yeah. you know, the original ones are, like, the Bible. It's like... In the end of the They're day, movies. it's a fucking movie. Yeah. They're good movies. I really like them, but fucking get over it. <laughs> so that's not where this comes from. I just generally don't appreciate yeah. um, spoofs. So, Fair enough. Um, yeah. But, um, you know, I did get some laughs out of it, kind of maybe despite myself. I don't know. <laughs> um, so when it opened, you get, like, the spaceship crawl. And yeah. I was watching it, and I was like... Like, at first, it was just like, okay, big spaceship. Like, I've seen this scene in many science fiction. Okay. An alien. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It was like, okay. uh Uh-huh. Keeps going. Okay. There's more. Yeah. And there's more spaceship. More. Okay. And then, after a while, it was like, at any minute, at any second, we're going to see the tail end. Okay. There's more. Okay. There's... Now there's more spaceship, and it's like, <laughs> damn, that's one big spaceship. I think that's that's a gag, though, Oh, too. for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, but it was so funny. It, like, yeah. it took me a second where I was like, we're making fun of it. Okay, let's see how, <laughs> let's, let's see how far this goes now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you see a bumper sticker when you finally see yes. this. <laughs> um, so I had to laugh at... Uh, at Prince Valium when we're at Princess Ve- uh, Vespa's wedding. And it made me think of how, like, I have heard the words Prince Valium before, mm. but I don't know if you've ever seen Beetlejuice. <laughs> okay, well, I don't know. It's 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 Halloween adjacent, so I don't know if you'd be like, it's a weird, scary movie. I don't know. I love Beetlejuice. Yeah, we stand Beetlejuice on this podcast. Yes. Um, but uh, Both the love and the horror side. <laughs> see there you go it's a match made in heaven um but there's a there's a scene where um the daughter uh lydia lydia says to the ghosts they're they're when they're trying to like be ghosts and like scare everyone and she's like well you're never gonna wake up delia she's sleeping with prince valium yeah and that's where i thought like the idea of prince valium came from so i just then when i heard it on the on space balls i was like hey that's before Beetlejuice, Prince yep. Valium. And then I had to write, Welcome to pr- Planet Druidia, a galaxy far, far away where we have Catholic weddings. 
Which also gave me Princess Bride vibes. Like, you almost expect yes. to hear him go, Mowage. I legitimately did expect to hear Mowage. Yeah. And I was like, wait, isn't this... Oh, that's not the movie where he says Mowage. Um, but I do love, after they after they escape in her space Mercedes or whatever, yeah. I love her headphones. Yes. I, I, thought, I thought that was just her hair. And then she was like, what? And she, like, pulls the, the headphone out. It's like... Okay, if there was ever going to be an opportunity for merchandising, I want headphones like that. <laughs> or even just like George Lucas. Like, you make money off of everything else. Make some Princess Leia headphones. Yeah. I'd wear them. Um, I discovered that there is something grosser than Jabba the Hutt from, from, uh, <laughs> from Star Wars. And it's Pizza the Hutt. Pizza is which gonna is send just out for you. <laughs> so gross. Like, yes. it's just, just- Oozing and yeah. yeah. Ugh. Um, so I love okay, this is gonna be a weird thing to say, and I'm just gonna like commit it to to uh <laughs> recording forever. Uh, I love barf. <laughs> yes, I but, love like barf. I, I barf. hate I hate the name, but I love the character. Yeah. He's just I mean he's John Candy, and John yes. Candy's delightful. Yeah. They actually originally had like this really elaborate um mask that looked like a bulldog or something. Oh, interesting. But uh, Mel Brooks said, if you're paying for John Candy... <laughs> well, exactly. Or he yeah. said something like, um, if you can't see his face, I can hire somebody for half the price. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, I love how his little ears are animated. Like, they yes. like, have, like, robotics in yeah. it or something, and they, they have, like, a lot of, like, emotion in them. Um, so, when they're on... Um, I don't know what uh, Dark Helmet's spaceship is called, if it even has a name. Like Spaceball One, I think. That makes sense. Spaceball One, the spaceship. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they they have all the little, um, like, uh, oh, they're like, there's stormtroopers, but whatever the space. Oh, they're, they're just spaceballs. Space yeah. They're, they're assholes. He's surrounded by assholes. <laughs> um, but they have major asshole. Major asshole. <laughs> and Colonel, and Colonel Sanders. Yes. Um, I'm sorry, I'm just, like, watching the movie in my head and giggling <laughs> right now. So, I, there's this one part where, like, they do kind of, like, a close-up on, like, one of the, on one of the space balls, and he's, like, kind of watching the satellite or whatever, and, um, I was like, is he, like, making these sound effects? And then I was like, it's, like, Michael Winslow! Yeah. It's the sound effects guy from Star Wars! I was like... He got another job because <laughs> he has such a niche talent. Yes. Yeah. And he was like, at least in my head, so popular in the 80s. It's like. Um, yeah. Well, he was in all the police academies. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, that's definitely like my husband's favorite part of Spaceballs. I've made him oh, watch bet. it a couple times. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's. Oh, it's the, the part with it's that the guy. guy. Yeah, yeah. It's. Yeah. That guy just is like. Just amazing. Like, yeah. I, I should have looked up where he is now, because I hope he's still just, like... Making noises? Whatever, like... We've lost the bleeps, the creeps, and the sweeps. Yeah. Oh, I said that in the wrong order. Oh, well, no one would have noticed, so just... um Yeah, I just... I really... I like that guy. Yeah, me too. Yeah. um So then at one point, they go to... uh When... um I keep wanting to call them their Star Wars names. Han Solo. Lone Star. Uh, you can do it. I'll know who you're talking okay, about. Fair. 
So when Han Solo and Chewie go to find um, Princess Vespa, and oh, and can I just say her droid, who is played by fucking Joan Rivers? Yeah. I f- fucking hate Joan Rivers. I hate her. <laughs> but I do like that she's on roller skates in this. Yes. And you can just like pull uh, along. I don't like Joan Rivers, but I do like Dot. Yes. Dot Matrix. Yes. Um, um, it was a different, yeah, it was another, I can't remember the actress's name who was in. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, Joan Rivers voiced. And they made her face to kind of resemble Yeah, her. yeah, for sure. Um, so when, when they finally kind of, like, locate, um, Vespa and Dot, they kind of go to rescue her and, like, bring her into their Millennium Falcon, which is just a Winnebago. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And so Barf goes to, like, bring them in from the car, and it's like, you're in space, Barf. How did you just get out of your spaceship and get into theirs? And, like, there's no atmosphere. Like, everything should be, like, sucked out of, like, your lungs should be sucked out of your fucking mouth now. Maybe Mogs are immune to the lack of atmosphere. (sighs) Okay, so how did Vespa get up that ladder and into, uh... Maybe princesses are immune. Oh, really? That's what we're going to go with. Princesses are immune. They have a special kind of princess lung. Okay, so <laughs> we'll just say I've talked, like, in every episode for the horror movies about how I have to <laughs> suspend disbelief. So you have to for this one. Okay, fine. So funny that you mentioned the Millennium Falcon mm-hmm. slash Winnebago. Uh, the Millennium Falcon actually makes a cameo. I saw that. Oh, did you? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to shut up then. I, I had to like go back and I was like, wait, did I just? Oh. Yeah. Um, it's interesting though that, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a Winnebago because in the original Star Wars, when they were like, kind of like trying to like make, uh, like kind of like far away shots to like block them. They used a shoe on a string to like oh, really? block where like where like the Millennium Falcon would be. That's so hilarious. I mean, a Winnebago is a step up. I guess, yeah. yeah who knows? Oh, and then <clears throat> there was me. like a whole like line or whatever that kind of got my first real oof um, when Princess Vespa is a Druish princess. Yeah. Like, oh, that didn't age very well there, movie. Uh, I gave that a. It was written by Mel Brooks. Pass. Oh, okay. Is he Jewish? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's fair then. Very. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Okay. That, that, okay. I will. I can accept that then. <laughs> if it was just like random, like. Yeah. Gentiles, it's like. Maybe, maybe don't. <laughs> Ixnay on the. I'm not even going to try to do pig Latin for Jewish print or. Druish princess. Druish, yeah. Um, so a couple of times there's like a fourth wall break. And it's that's like actually they... in my notes. I'm like, that's my, f- I love the fourth wall breaks in this movie. Yeah, I do enjoy like sometimes a fourth wall break. But when the fourth wall break is literally like, I'm going to make a joke now and look right in the camera to make sure you know yeah. it's a joke and you get it. And it's just kind of like. Mm. But that's the joke is making the joke about the joke. I guess so. But this movie is very, very, like, even when it's not directly breaking the fourth wall, all the references to it being a movie are all, you know. Yeah, like, when it's like, how will we ever get out of this now? It's like, well, we better watch the movie. Okay, let's watch the movie. How can we watch the movie if we're still making the movie? And that's when my favorite quote comes in, the when will then be now. Oh, okay, that's where I thought that was coming from. I 
legitimately have never heard you say that. So, um, but when they're on, when they're um, on, now I wrote here aboard the Devastator, which is what uh, Darth uh, Darth Vader's ship is called. So it's just Spaceball One. Yeah. Um, when they're on that, that whole thing feels like. Did you ever watch Mystery Science Theater? No. Okay, so there is like. I assume you know, like, the basics of I Mystery Science I think Theater? so. It's like they're watching something and and there's, like, two aliens talking about it or something. Yeah, but basically it's, like, so it's, like, a couple of, like, low-rent droids who are on, oh. on board with a human who's, like, the handyman or whatever. And it's, like, and then there's, a kind of, like these two, um, like, evil scientist kind of people who are like, to punish you, to torture you, we're going to make you watch these shitty movies. Mm. So they kind of keep, they'll do like a little like screen where the evil scientists are and they're kind of like addressing like the camera, but it's as if they're like addressing like this handyman guy. Oh, okay. And so they kind of like talk back and forth to him like at different parts throughout the show. And that felt very, like p- parts of this movie felt very mystery science theater because they had like the big screen. That, yeah. Like, that like Mel Brooks as the president or whatever would like, Talk President to Scroob. President Scroob. Yes. Which is an anagram of Brooks. Hey, okay. I was like, what is Scroob? Because at first I thought they said Scrooge, and I was like, well, that's dumb. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it felt like very mystery science theater. Mm. So yeah, um, just like the way they were kind of like referencing the audience, like looking right in the camera and stuff. It's yeah. So I didn't know what the little creatures who are. Um, the send-up of, of the Jawas are. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, ding, what, what ding. are they? Dinks. Dinks? Okay. Yeah, I was just like, oh, because, like, in my Star Wars brain, I was like, are those Jawas? Why are they helping them then? They don't help those people. They should be fighting them. But I guess. The Dink Dinks are friendly dink people. Can. Yes. So I did love when they were, like, walking th- through the desert and they were all kind of like in a row, like ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding, ding. And they were all kind of like just marching through. Was, just bopping along. Cute. Yep, just bopping along. And then they get into like that cave or whatever mm-hmm. where the where the ding dinks live. And that felt so like Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. And the Temple of Doom. Totally. So much. Yeah. Um, which is another George Lucas reference. Yeah. Yeah. So I liked that. And then, speaking of references, <laughs> then it went right into feeling like Wizard of Oz. Yeah, a little bit. Because there was even a scene where they had like um, Lone Star and Barf and Vespa and Dot and the way they were all lined up. And talking to the big statue. Yeah. Yeah. And then like just the way Barf was like talking for a second, I was like, he's the cowardly lion. Mm. And I thought for a second he was going to like take off and like jump out a window or something. It felt very. Yeah. Yeah. I can totally see that. I've never actually made that reference, but now that you mention it. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Um, and then, and then they came through, or then, uh, yogurt came through. Yogurt. I hate yogurt. (laughs) Even with strawberries. (laughs) Um, so that's when it, when it came through, because I, I have heard you say in many instances where, in my head, what I what I remember you saying is, we're crossing our Schwartzes. Yes, yeah, and whenever, I do misquote that taking, one. Whenever we're taking your dogs for a walk, I was and all bring that up. Yeah, I'm like, if you've ever been on a walk with me, 
Yes, you've heard me say we're crossing our Schwartzes, but I do know it's that that is yeah. twisted. Yeah. Yes, hate but it when our Schwartzes get twisted. But um, so that's all just to bring up the Schwartz because I was like, oh, because I n- I never knew what that was mm. in because I'd never seen that. <laughs> every so, time I say our Schwartzes are getting crossed, and you're like, okay, yeah, I f- I, I knew just, it was just from let it roll. I feel like you had to like tell me once like mm. oh, it was from Spaceballs, but then I think I just assumed that there were like weird ropes that. Got- <laughs> cross or something i didn't know but it wasn't until i watched this movie where i was like oh the schwartz is the force yeah so i was like okay that makes sense and then we get into your favorite word of the whole movie i'm sure merchandising merchandising Merchandising. (laughs) so that was pretty funny that was like you know space balls the insert item here and they have it yeah space Space balls balls, the flamethrower that's my favorite one that's that's a good one was he (sighs) Was it you that I was with at the Everyday Kitchen getting donuts and I saw a guy in a Spaceballs yep. mask? Yeah. And you were like, I like your mo- your merchandising. And I was like, I-, I hope that guy gets it because I sure as fuck don't. He got it. So, okay, then that takes me back to George Lucas had a clause in there that said you can't have any merchandising for the show. Explain the mask. Explain well, the mask. Yeah, you can't. I don't think it was actually like a... F- like, like I could make a mask and put oh, space balls okay. on okay. it. It wasn't yeah. official moichandizing. Yeah, exactly. Official, oh. that's the word. Officially moichandized. So then we get back into what I wrote as an oof moment, but now that you've described it, maybe it isn't quite so oofy, <laughs> where it's Druish princesses are often attracted to money and power. And I was like, Ugh, I mean, it's but, still oof. I mean, I mean, it is, but yeah. it's not as oof knowing that a Jewish man probably wrote it. Yeah. I'll, you know, I, I give it a pass. <laughs> okay. So, um, so finally, you know, they're like, okay, we need to, like, they're going to, they found uh, Prince or the planet Druidia and they're going to like suck up all the air. How are they going to do that? And the entire ship just is a transformer. Yep. And it turns into a maid. Mega maid. Mega Maid suck, suck, suck. <laughs> but when it first like started like transforming, I was like, are they going to make it into the Statue of Liberty? Because her head looks very Statue of Liberty. Yeah. And then there's a callback later, which I will mention, but then like her. Which I also mentioned last recording. I want to see. Did if you? Pick up on it. Kind of. Okay. Um, but then it was like this huge like vacuum comes out. And yeah. then again, it's like you have to dispense. suspend your disbelief because I was watching it and I was like so you're just sucking up everything from this planet that air isn't going to be clean then because you're going to suck up all the dirt too yeah but you can filter it yeah I don't know man (laughs) I was and I I mean my vacuum cleaner has a filter Just like long suffering sigh, like I don't, I don't know, man, I don't know. I feel like I stumped you, and I'm just gonna. You did. You did. <laughs> um. <laughs> so, because then they like reverse it, yeah, and they like put all the air back in there, and it's like the trees go back to where they're supposed to be. The I mound that. Yeah, I was like me too. <laughs> but then it's like, well, now I feel like you have to just be putting like. Like dirt back into your atmosphere, and you're gonna need a lot of filters for that. Yep, that part was really unrealistic. That was. I didn't buy that for a second. 
Not at all. I, I loved when they, like, reversed from suck to blow, and then the king wakes up and he's like, I'm breathing! Yeah. <laughs> Air! Yeah. <laughs> so finally, you get to see a lightsaber fight. I mean, a Schwartz fight. And um, you have to hold... Uh, what did I write here? So, so much wiener shooting. Absolutely. I mean, it's called space balls. Well, I guess so. I never thought of it like that. I just thought, like, like goofballs, like space balls. <laughs> Didn't think it was space testicles. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, there was lots of wiener shooting and lots of holding your Schwartz from your wiener area. Yeah. So lots of space wieners. Lots of space wieners. Yes. Yeah. Well, you know what? And especially that, like, I mean, I feel like there's always reference to the um, lightsabers being phallic. So it was like. I mean, this is true. It is. Let's you know. just make a spade a spade here. This is fun. Or a lightsaber a wiener. Yeah. Lots of wiener shooting. Um, I did genuinely enjoy the self-destruct sequence. Yes. And everyone was just, like, evacuating. Like, it was just, like... Pure chaos. Just, it was. And it was like, oh, uh, you know, we have to get into this escape hatch. And, like, the pizza guy gets in there. Yeah. And it's like, it's uh, it's takeout. And it's like, zoom, and he goes away. And then, like, the fucking bear. Bear. Yeah, and the circus yeah, bear. Yeah, it was just like, like I you almost expected, like, the Benny Hill theme song. Yeah. Just like. Yeah. It was, that was, like, genuinely enjoyable. That was, I enjoyed that. Yeah. And that is one of the real, like, parallels to the. To alien when we get to that was the self-destruct and like trying to reverse it and yes just being out of time to yeah. reverse it and whatever yeah um and then we get to also one of my favorite scenes kind of like everything's wrapped up nicely and they go to like this diner it's kind of like <laughs> roadside diner um barf and and lone star and you see a bunch of like spaceships parked outside, like it's a, like a, a trucker diner yeah. or whatever, um, including the Millennium Falcon yeah. on one side. I appreciated that. Uh, and you go in, and they're like, they're it's a basic diner scene. And you go over to the corner, and you see John Hurt. <laughs> At first, I was just like, "Hey, what a cool cameo!" And then he does, he does the chestburster scene from Alien, and the alien looks like the alien. Totally, a hundred percent. I feel like it's gotta be that alien because it, um, it looks exactly. Yeah, I totally think it's meant to be. Um, I have a fun fact about that. Oh, please do. So, Sir John Hurt yes. claimed that Mel Brooks talked him into a self parod talked him into self parodying his role from Alien mm -hmm. by making it sound like it would be a brief walk on cameo. Only when Hurt came to the set did he realize that the entire scene was an elaborate spoof of the chestbuster scene from Alien. Hurt figured that he ought to have asked for a salary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, then it comes out and it's like... Hello, my baby. Michigan yeah. J. Frog. Like, hello, my baby. I, it, and I think, if I'm not mistaken, you get to see his little, like, legs. Like, yeah. Like, like, Do like yeah. kicks. And yeah. it's like, that's... That's good. Hello, my ragtime guy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, yeah, so I thought that was a really good, like, tie-in. Like, yeah. Because I, I didn't know that was going to happen I was so... When I started watching Alien and realized that John Hurt was, like, one of the the characters and, you know... Like, I was familiar with the chestbuster scene, mm, okay. but I didn't necessarily realize that it was the same actor that I've seen on Spaceballs oh, okay. do it. So yeah. then when I was watching it, I'm like, oh my god, it's really Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah. It's the guy. He did the thing. That thing that time. Yeah. That's awesome. So, 
then we see the mega maid um did have a statue of liberty head essentially like at first i was like oh i guess it's just like a maid head with one of those like kind of like weird like frilly maid hats on or whatever yeah and then i was like no i think that actually is a um a statue of liberty head because then you get a little tiny parody of um planet of the apes yeah and her head and her torch land on um on like the the shores of of the ocean or the beach or whatever, yeah, and it looks like Planet of the Apes, and they blew it up. God damn you! They blew it all to hell. So I've never actually seen Planet of the Apes, but that's what it's I so good. That's what I was referring to when like last episode, and I was sitting in the same spot that I'm sitting yeah. right now, where I have an, a view of your DVD tower, ah, okay. and I'm like, oh, there's a reference to a DVD that you've got on your tower. You, I see a Planet of the planet of the apes dvd and i'm like yeah. oh there's a little little sly reference yeah can i, I give you have like the box set of all the planets oh the really apes yeah there. i've never yeah. seen any of them um it's good but yeah i because I, I forgot that you had said that until i was putting something away over there today and i was like hey yeah didn't she say there was a movie <laughs> that got referenced and i was like looking through them all and i'm like well i don't think it's my fat chance belly dance dvds i i well, i don't know what is over there but um yeah. Can I give you one more fun fact that Please calls do. back to something we were talking about a couple yes. minutes ago and I yes. forgot because of who I am as a person. Yeah. Um, so you talked about the, like, the escape sequence where they're mm-hmm. all um, running to their escape pods and stuff. Yeah. The escape pod launch sequence mm-hmm. is actually an unused clip from Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope provided to Mel Brooks by Lucasfilm. Really? Yeah. So that's how much of a stand George Lucas was for this, that he actually provided him unused footage from Star Wars. That's so cool. Yeah. Wow. I like that. I feel like uh, hopefully that gets it a few points in your books that it was like... I still can't uh, let go of the fact that Barf thought that he could Barf. Does he say that? No. Okay. (laughs) I was like, I have never heard anyone say Barf. Yeah, but so Lone Star does. Oh, does he? Okay. When they introduce Lone Star and um, Barf. Oh, yes. And Lone Star wakes up and he's like, Barf. Barf. Yeah. Barf. When he's calling him to the, yeah. Okay. So I I quite often say Barf like that. Okay. As well in my everyday life. I mean, the the word Barf is kind of made to be like, what is that? Onomatopoeia. Yeah. Yeah. Barf. Um, yeah, so really the only other thing I have in my notes here is in the wedding scene at the end when Lone Star has changed into his princely outfit. Yeah. Um, this might just be a callback to last week when I went on for too long about like my fashion history background <laughs> or whatever. He has, he's this lovely, like almost like a knight in shining armor, like a, like a white knight kind of outfit. He's like, this is my wedding garb. His pants and his jacket don't match. <laughs> His, um, the pants are like this nice bright white and the jacket is cream. White and cream look lovely together. But I feel... Have you been to my house? I have, yes. But I just think, I don't know if it was like a conscious decision or not, but it's like, dude, if you're going to have jacket and pants, they should match. Mm, I don't know that I agree with that. I mean, you can I'm not the fashion major, but, uh... Then I will tell you exactly what I used to tell people when I was like right in the middle of my um of my schooling. I'm a fashion student, <laughs> and oh, 
I like when I worked at the fabric store when I was in school, I was fucking insufferable. <laughs> insufferable. Like anyone that went to It's nice when we can look back and realize. Oh, anyone that went to the fabric store in the early 2000s in Lethbridge, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> Just like, oh, you can do that, but um, I wouldn't use that fabric. Um, I'm a fashion student, so <laughs> I think you could do it another way. So I'm going to, we'll finish talking about yeah. this movie and then I'm going to sidebar about uh, something that I actually was just thinking about in the car on the way over here that I have occasional like flashbacks of cringe about a time that I was insufferable. Okay. And I still... Decades later, and I'm, I'm embarrassed. So anyway, okay. we'll, we'll... Yeah. So, yeah, I feel like, like, in that instance, it should have matched. Like, if you're going to have, like, maybe blue pants and a brown jacket, that's fine. But it's like, have you ever worn, like, two different shades of black? Actually? Yeah. It's like... I don't think cream and white are the same, though. I, I, would, I would pick up on it with two different shades of black. That bugs me. Yeah, but, but I don't know. Because it was, like, a light cream. So it's almost like... Okay, we have these white pants. Now someone go and make a white jacket. Mm. And they're like, white is white. And then they like put all together and it's like... White is not white. Yeah. And it's like, well, that doesn't... Uh, well, whatever. That's what we're going to go with. So <laughs> and it just like, it stood out to me like a sore thumb. And I was like, why? Why would you do that? And I feel like the whites are also a different white from Princess Vespa's dress. And it, it was a whole lot. It was, just, it was a lot. And I can't handle it. <laughs> That's so funny. Um... So those are all the notes I really have. Um, ultimately, there were there were a couple of funny points, like genuinely funny points. Um, overall, I feel like it had an amazing cast. Yes, like so good. And I feel like, and I think you mentioned this in one of the reviews that was that you had quoted. The cast is wasted. Mm. Like there were so many things where I was like, the cast is better than this mm. like there were lots of things where it's like i know you're a good actor but you're it's not better than right the sum now. of its parts or yeah like there were just parts where it's like this is just not well done mm. which is weird because everybody involved in that movie can do a good movie yeah and then i don't know it was just like i don't know if they were like we're doing a weird spoof we don't have to like try our hardest i don't know there were just, well, I, just I don't know because like mel brooks and his spoofs were like, really well respected and, like, like the comedy scene was, like, um, I read something about, like, that he he made this movie because he had already done a western and a horror and a silent and What's whatever. What's the horror that he did? Uh, Frankenstein. He did a Frankenstein? Yeah. Oh, shoot. What was it? It had Gene Wilder in it. Oh. Oh, was it, like, Young Frankenstein. I think or maybe yeah. Oh okay. Huh. I I've never seen that though. Oh, but yeah. Because <laughs> it's um, a spook. Yeah. What was the silent that he did? It was just called silent film. Fair enough. And then the western was Blazing Saddles. Mm-hmm. I knew there was Blazing Saddles. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So I don't know. Just overall, I was like, well, I mean, it could have been better. Mm. I don't know. Fair enough. Um. Yeah. So I gave it two droids out of ten. <gasps> Which is. Twice as many points as I gave to um, Sense and Sensibility. True. So take that with We didn't watch Sense and Sensibility. What did we watch? (laughs) Pride and Prejudice. It's the same thing. (laughs) (laughs) I will never not get them mixed up. Anyway. Anyway. Yes. Well, I'm glad you had some good laughs. I was hoping 
I was hoping that you'd overall like it a little bit more than that. Yeah. But I mean, but I knew what I was getting into here. There are enough things in that movie that I feel like I can like refer back like fondly, like like I can get in on more of like the our shorts are twisted yeah. or merchandising and stuff. Like I feel like it. I can I can understand why you wanted me to watch it so much. Like I feel like there are those like fond memories yeah. for you, but maybe just watching it in like with twenty twenty one. Yeah. 41-year-old eyes, it's like, uh. One of my other, like, oft-quoted moments is when the, um, when they're trying to get the combination for the air shield out of uh, the king, um, and he's like, the combination is one, 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 two, two, two. two." two. And then they say, that's the combination an idiot would have on his suitcase. And then the president comes in and he's like, that's amazing. That's the combination I have on my luggage. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Which goes well with our conversation today about how I had to get the pin on my debit card set <laughs> for like the thousandth time because I just can't remember it. And like for a second today, I was literally like, I should just make it one, two, three, four. Because I clearly can't remember anything else. <laughs> so I-, I picked a pin and I was like, I will never forget this pin. I will totally remember it. And it's like, well, see you next month when I have to get my pin reset again. So I went to Michael's craft store yes the other day and i paid with debit like i always do mm-hmm. and uh they never used to have tap for yeah. years they were like yeah. one of the last holdout mm-hmm. for tap and they have tap now and yeah. i'm like you guys were the last holdout of anything that was making me remember yep. my pin yep so now we're done talking about space balls yes. do you want to hear my story about my cringe moment that did you have something to continue about michael's or just like hey you no have just tap. now i have to oh, remember okay, my fair. pin okay cool yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> I sing yes. in choirs and stuff. Are you going to sing a song for us? I'm not going to sing Come a song on. for you. Sing us a song. I'll be your friend. But I, you know, like, I sing classical kind of stuff and lots yes. of, like, Latin and, yep. and you know, I'm a soprano, so I sing high screechy stuff. And We should actually, because it's also part, I'm just going to interrupt you, um, because it's partly a horror film. We should get you to sing famous horror things like Sanctus Dominus. I have sung a lot of those, like Mozart Requiem and stuff that has a lot of those dark. um, Yeah. Or um, Carmina Burana with Oh Fortuna. It's it's used a lot and a lot in advertising too, which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. I remember like the first time I ever saw you like do like a choir thing where you sung the Sanctus Dominus and I was like, this is so fucking cool and then i said it and you're and you were like yeah pretty much like every like that's super common we weren't just like singing the soundtrack to the omens like, oh, I thought you guys were doing well that. and and um so many classical pieces of music have the same text just hmm. set to different music they're all like they've got a song to and a curie and a whatever anyway yeah. We won't go on a diatribe about classical huh. music, but... Um, I mean, I did it for fashion history last true. Month, last week, so it could be your turn. So, a bunch of years ago, mm. I worked at a fishing-slash-golf resort in their restaurant. Mm-hmm. And there was, like, a restaurant side and a bar side. Yep. And some of the other waiters and waitresses that I worked with were, like, in bands and, like, Oh. Played like cool music and stuff. <laughs> and the owners one time decided to have like a local talent night. 
I love it. I love where the story is going. <laughs> and so everybody was all signed up for like with their guitars and electric pianos and like it was all this cool <laughs> stuff. But I, so I signed up and I sang like. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, this is a small town like farmer area yeah, yeah. and I was singing all this fancy music and <laughs> just getting all these blank stares what did you sing I can't even remember oh, I've got like PTSD from it and you know <laughs> like I thought I was so fancy at the time right and I was a totally insufferable yeah. like classy music here and I uh, sing classical music yes I'm gonna sing I think I sang like a piece, like a Pie Yezu, maybe. Oh, is that the name? Yezu. Sorry. Is that the name of a song or an artist? Pie Yezu? Pie Yezu. Pie Yezu. Jesus. Some love Jesus. Ah, Jesus Christo. Quito is Mecata Mundi. I love that you're saying that in like a golf <laughs> in a resort fucking bar. bar. And, like, and I look back at that now and I am like, this is decades ago. And I'm still so embarrassed about it. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh my god. That's and it's amazing. like I I mean it's so me, right? Like Yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, if there were one thing that I could go back in time, I mean, there are many things that if yeah, I could yeah, go back in time, but yeah. if there were one thing, it would be like, don't do it stupid. <laughs> I'm sure nobody else remembers yeah. this weird dorky girl getting up on stage <laughs> singing in fucking Latin. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. Oh. But it was like when, when the owner was... was like, planning it and stuff, it was like, yeah, everybody, whatever your talent is. And I'm like, well, you know, mine's different, but it's still... Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they did say everything. It wasn't like, well, if you're going to sing in Latin, please don't. Like, you know. <laughs> but I should have fucking known better. Anyway, I mean, I mean, I was, I was an adult. I was like 20. Yeah. Or 21. It's not like... But now, yeah, looking back at it 20 years ago. <laughs> Like, oh my god. So I do. Every once in a while, I'll be like, just minding my own business, and the memory of it will oh, pop yeah, in my head, sure. and I'm like, yeah. well, let me spin on this till two o'clock in the yeah, morning and hate like, myself. Oh, I'm super tired. I'm going to go to bed early. Like, put your head down on the pillow. Remember the time you sang that <laughs> stupid fucking song? Yeah. Remember that Remember time you Tron said that remembers? thing? <laughs> anyway, there's my embarrassing story, That's too. Fair. Uh, I like it. I do like it. Yes. Okay, switching gears here. <laughs> now it's time to talk about Alien. Indeed. Did you know anything about Alien? I knew a fair amount, I guess I would say. I knew of the chest buster scene. Um, I knew it was Sigourney Weaver. I knew the... How the alien looked. Mm -hmm. Um... I knew the, I had a, a picture and I don't, wasn't sure at first if it was real or if it was just something that I'd seen on like, I feel like I've seen this on the Simpsons even, mm. where the alien had like a head within its head kind of thing that shoots oh, out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I kind of was familiar with that a little bit. Um, yeah, I guess that's, 
that's yeah. that's about it. Okay, that's fair. Well, I'll give you a little bit of information about Alien. Um, it's a 1979 movie. It was directed by Ridley Scott, who we have seen previously in this podcast before. Mm-hmm. He directed Thelma and Louise. A little bit of a different movie from this one. Just a little. Yeah. Um, it was written by Dan O'Bannon, who we will also see at some point in the future, because he has written another movie that I love. Mm-hmm. So we will see him again. Um, it stars, much like your your movie, it stars everyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's got Sigourney Weaver, John Hurt, Harry Dean Stanton, Tom Skerritt, Ian Holm. Um, yeah, Ian Holm, who I was I was watching it, and I was like, why does that guy look so familiar? And then it's like, oh, you are the scariest person in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. <laughs> yep. That scene when he goes all crazy yep. for the ring. Yeah. Bilbo. <sighs> yes, yes, that's right, Bilbo. I was like, what is his? Yes. Yeah. The guy. From the guy. Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. I was going to not say it because that's one of my notes here. Is, hey, it's Bilbo. Oh, yes. Well, sorry. Um, so it had a budget of $11 million. And so its budget was half of Spaceballs' budget. Yep. And it went on to make $106 million. A little more office. profitable. A little bit more. <laughs> it spawned three sequels and the Alien vs. Predator crossover. Mm. So it kind of created this whole little franchise. It seems to be a, a thing with the scary movies, hey? Everything's yes. a franchise. Yes, Yeah, yeah. It's like once they find something that makes money, it's like make a million of them. Yeah. Just do it. Yeah. It's like when you find a shirt that you like and you buy it in every color. Pretty much. Yes. Um, it opened to initially mixed reviews and it, uh, had its premiere at Grauman's, uh, at the time it was Grauman's Egyptian theater oh. in, in Hollywood. I had no idea. Oh yeah? Oh, why is that surprising? I don't know. I've only ever heard of it as Chinese, uh, oh, oh, okay. Grauman's yes. Chinese theater. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's Grauman's Chinese theater now. But yeah, when I, when I was doing the research today, I was like, okay, yeah, Grauman's, wait, Egyptian theater? But yeah, it's it's Grauman's Chinese theater now. Interesting. So, yeah. Um, yeah, so originally uh, mixed reviews, of course, through time, people have come to realize it for the classic that it yeah. is. Um, so Ebert and uh, Siskel and Ebert did review it on a show they had called Sneak Previews. Oh. Um, I don't remember this show. No, But I looked it up and it was like a, a cable show that they had. But I guess, you know, movies. this... Came out before we were born, so if that was... This is true. Yeah, it came out in 1979, so yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah, so at the time, the the way they reviewed movies on that show was just like a yes or a no. Like, should mm. you see it, yes or no? And Ebert gave it a yes, um, and he said it is one of the scariest old-fashioned space operas I can remember. And it's like, dude, the only other space opera I can think of is Star Wars, hmm. so... There's not much to compare it to. Though, yeah. Unless he's being very I don't tongue-in-cheek. Think, I don't know. I don't think... I mean, granted, I've I've only seen Star Wars once. You have so many things to, um, to catch up. Have you seen... But I like, don't feel like its intention was to be scary. And I feel like no, Alien's intention was to yeah, be scary. Yeah. So it was, it was kind of weird. Have you seen, like, any Star Wars aside from just A New Hope? So when I was, like, in grade 11 or 12, mm-hmm. I rented... The first three slash last three, um, like... First three slash middle three. Oh, oh. I'm sorry, well, yeah. 
Fuck if all you, of it. If you <laughs> want to get on a pedantic nerd tear, just say one thing wrong about Star Wars on the internet. Yes, yeah. Um, I, yeah, but I rented, like, the, the original yeah, three. Yeah, yes. Um, just so that I could stop hearing people say... Because when we were in you haven't? and 12, it was... Like, it had a huge resurgence. It was huge. Well, time. because it was shortly after grade 12 that the... That, that the, the new trilogy. Yeah. Because yeah. um, I remember going to the theater to see the Queen Amidala one. Yes. Yeah. Um, with a guy I was seeing at the time. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's how I remember the time frame of it. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I had gone to the... Probably Jungle Jim's video Hell again. Yeah, Jungle and Jim's. rented all three of them because, yeah, I was just sick of hearing people say that, uh, you haven't seen Star yeah, Wars? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, it, I liked it okay. There is a Star... Maybe a Star Wars movie? Like, I don't even really remember watching the... the like, I don't remember mm, much yeah. about the... I. I know it's a controversial take to say that the Ewoks were my favorite part because I feel like they are off to malign. Well, and I think that it's kind of come to a point where now it's like a lot more fans are like, if you like Ewoks, you like fucking Ewoks. Like, it's still part of Star Wars. They were so cute. They are cute. But I remember watching a movie as a kid with my cousins Mm -hmm. that I thought was Star Wars, but maybe it's not. Maybe I've read about like... A Star Wars special that like you Are can't you talking even... about the Star Wars Christmas special. I don't know honestly no, what trust I'm talking me, you're about. Not. That, that but there is there is a movie and it's got Ewoks, and it's got like a spacecraft crashes and there's a little kid yeah. who I still have n- I've never known if it was a boy or a girl. Yeah. <laughs> and is that an actual one of the it's... Star Wars movies or is that like a, a yes, special but or it an was offshoot like... or something? It wasn't in the theaters, and it was, like, an Ewoks movie. I okay. don't know if it was... The little blonde, curly-headed yep. kid. Yep. Um, I can't remember. Like, it, it was definitely Star Wars. You definitely... Like, it's definitely a thing. I don't know if it was, like, a made-for-TV movie, mm. or if it was, like, a miniseries. It was I just, for sure, just a I movie. I feel like it might have been, like, a maybe direct-to-video. It, it's definitely part of the Star Wars universe. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I mean, I And I've seen it remember. more than once. Yeah, so. I when I was little, I loved that. And it yeah. wasn't until later when I was like, oh, that's part of Star Wars. Because oh. I didn't, yeah. Yeah. Because I never saw Star Wars until I was like grade 11 or 12 too. Mm. Because I spent a lot of time being like, oh, I don't like sci-fi. I'm cooler than that. I was, oh. talking, to, <laughs> I was talking to my dance partner last week. We were talking about comic books because we both enjoy comic books. Mm. And she was like, oh, I read this when I was younger. And I read this when I was younger. I was like, you know... I didn't really read a comic book until I was almost done college because for a long time I was like, comic books are lame and I'm cooler than that. <laughs> and then I eventually got to a point where it's like, you're not fucking cool. Just accept that sci- that you like sci-fi and comic books. See, so. clearly I never ever thought of myself as cool because I sang P.A. Yezu in a bar. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. So, so on this podcast about Star Wars... Right. Maybe welcome, let's talk about alien. <laughs> welcome to my Star Wars podcast. So then, in the in the same um, TV show uh, with Siskel and Ebert sneak previews, Siskel said it's essentially a haunted house film in a spaceship, and it's like that's a very apt description. Mm-hmm. 
Because it's kind of like it's dark. There's a bad guy hiding somewhere. Where are we going to find him? Yeah. For sure. I'm glad you went back to that because I just had a thought of like, how the hell did we get so far into the Star Wars tangent? But it was the Siskel and Ebert show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, So it won an Oscar for Best Visual Effects. Oh. And it won various other um, like movie award kind of things for things like um, like special effects and technical mm. details, mm-hmm. which you can definitely see. Like if it's going to win awards, that's when yeah. it's going to win awards. Uh, and then Ridley Scott did win a Saturn Award for Best Director. Um, you know, and, and it makes sense to me that it would have won awards for that kind of stuff because I feel like that aspect of it. 40 something years later still holds up pretty good like the effects and stuff were yeah like some of the the computerized stuff it's all on dos and whatever um yes so that you know that that maybe took you out of it a little bit but a lot of the effects were effective effective effects yes yeah i you know i never really occurred to me like some things especially when it's sci-fi you kind of go back and you look at it and you're like oh that looks like garbage but i never really felt like that yeah aside I, from like the dos and yeah that. yeah um and i kind of felt like that a bit too with you know some of the older horror ones like uh friday no halloween whatever mm-hmm. like the halloween whatever she says <laughs> Those, the, like, the the visuals of it look old. Yes. This could have been filmed. Yeah. Anytime. Okay, so that is what I have for um, hard facts for the movie. Um, why don't you tell me what the movie was about? And then um, I can give you a few fun facts and um, then kind of sprinkle some in as I go. Sounds good. Uh, okay, so Alien is about... A spaceship tow truck? Basically, yeah. That, uh... <gasps> the look on your face, like, a spaceship tow truck? Well, that was more of a, like, a, did I interpret that correctly? Yeah, Is that, uh... basically, yeah. Um. Maybe more of, like... Recovery, kind of? Yeah, maybe more like a spaceship semi-truck? Like, they're kind of, like, they're hauling things. And they like... did actually specifically refer to towing. Oh, did they? Okay, yeah. Anyway, they go to this planet and have a rough landing, and then they go exploring and make a series of bad decisions, which allow an alien to board their ship, and it kills everybody. 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 <laughs> everybody get up. Uh, <laughs> it's been a long week, and you gave me booze, and... Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I texted you this morning and I was like, it's already been a day we're drinking tonight. Yeah. So, all bets are off. Um, yeah. The end. The end. I love it. Okay. Um, well, I do have a couple other things that I can tell you now and then we'll uh, just kind of throw in some things as we go along. Sounds good. I have, I have some official, like, talking points because, mm. you know. For Sheila's benefit. Yes. So, you're welcome, Sheila. We are going to make um, the horror part longer. Okay. Sidebar. Yes. Of course. Number 700. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so are you familiar with the podcast Smartless? No, I've never even heard of that one. So it's Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and Sean Hayes have okay. a podcast. And they, Who's Sean Hayes again? He's Jack from Will and Grace. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Just Jack. Just Jack. Um, and they just, like, you know, like a lot of celebrity podcasts, we just interview all of our comedy yeah. friends or whatever. Yeah. Um, but Sean Hayes for the longest time would like, you know, this is something I kind of 
struggle with with this podcast too is like I'm having a conversation with you but if it's something that you uh, that I know you know that's like part of our history or something I'll say for those of you listening blah 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 like so he always does that he'll do a little aside where he's explaining something that the three of them are talking about and the other two make fun of him for it and he's like well you know my sister shit Tracy my sister Tracy in whatever state she lives in um Wisconsin or something so so now the they uh anytime they get kind of explainy they'll say so Tracy in Wisconsin blah 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 <laughs> so Sheila's gonna be our Tracy in Wisconsin. yes there you go I like it yeah we've got Tracy in Wisconsin on line one <laughs> all right um, so as you might have noticed, and as we will discuss, there was a cat in this movie. Yes, kitty, kitty. And one of my favorite facts is there were four cats that they oh, used really? in this movie. So not only did you get to make a cool, like, uh, sci-fi horror film, you got to have four cats. Four orange baby cats. Mm-hmm. I love it. Um, Dan O'Bannon, when he was pitching this movie and trying to, like, you know, kind of get some funding for it, he said, um, it's basically Jaws in space, which mm, is like, mm-hmm. yes, which will kind of bring up a talking point later that we will. Uh, the fact that I've never seen Jaws. Well, now it's going to bring up two points. <laughs> the The sets that they build for like the, like the wide shots of like the planet they land on and, um, and the, the, where they had to kind of show like all of the Nostromo kind of in one scene. Um, they built it on a 124th size mm. scale. Um, and then at- that's always fascinating to me that like that that's a thing I don't even think of that when I'm watching a movie that yeah that would have had a yeah you're just size. like oh well clearly they made all that life size yeah then exactly when you really think about it it's like Whoa. of course they didn't yeah so when they made this whole scale um uh Ridley Scott was still like I think it should be bigger or or like yeah like I want it to look bigger so for scenes where you see like the entire Nostromo or you see like this this alien landscape that they're on, but you get kind of like a wide shot where you see like the characters kind of like further in the distance, mm-hmm. it's Ridley Scott's kids oh! dressed up in, in the suits. Now I want to so, watch it again. Yeah. So they're smaller and then everything else, of course, That's looks so cool. bigger. So that was kind of a, a really easy way to yeah. make more use of, of the set. Yeah. Um, Hope they got scale. Yeah, right? <laughs> Something tells me they didn't get any money. Um, the only other thing I want to bring up right now, which is like kind of the scene that everyone knows from uh, from Alien, is the chestburster yeah. scene. That scene was a surprise to most people. Oh, really? Now, of course, John Hurt knew that he was going to be part of the chestburster scene. And everyone knew there's going to be a chestburster scene. But they didn't really know when it was happening or how it was going to happen. Oh. So, I mean, again, John Hurt knew that it was going to happen yeah. because it was attached to him. But everyone else around there, they didn't know exactly when hmm. that. So the reaction that you see from those actors is genuine. That's where, cool. Where like it just bursts and they're all like, oh, what's happening? Oh, my God. That's all genuine reaction because hmm. they, they did not expect that right then. That was a... Uh... Probably an expensive risk to take because if they reacted in a way that absolutely like yeah. that would be a hard thing to. That yeah. was probably a lot of special effects that would have been expensive to. For sure, they'd do have to multiple like, times. They'd have to like 
clean everyone up and yeah. go back and do it again. So yeah, so they got uh, they got lucky with that, and they just like it worked really well. So I'm gonna stop there. Um, I will. Uh, yeah, I have like a few other notes and stuff to bring up, but we can bring it up as we go along. Go ahead and give me all your thoughts on aliens. So. The kind of thing we mentioned when we were talking about picking this movie and stuff about, like, is it a horror or isn't it? I still don't know. Okay. Yeah, it's it's interesting. It's kind of, like, genre-busting. Um, yeah, well, it's interesting because, you know, I, I said um, it was pitched as Jaws in Space. Yeah. And when you and I were discussing, like, well, is that horror? Should it be on here? And almost any list you see of, like, the best horror yeah. films of all time, usually kind of, like, neck and neck for, like, one and two is Jaws and Alien. And they're both movies where people are like, well, are those horror films? And they're always, like, number one and two. Yeah. Like, best horror films. That's funny. Yeah. So it might not be, like exactly a horror film but it has horror elements i guess know? i've never really looked at what the definition of a horror movie is there you so. go yeah. and i mean it was scary for sure yeah oh yeah so very similar establishing shots for this yeah, movie yeah. where we where we see the underside of a yeah, ship and yeah there are words on the screen albeit much less for this one yes i'm yes. like nobody told me i was gonna have to read <laughs> those i'm gonna say the the um opening like title sequence i had never noticed it before i love it it's all done in just like very basic like aerial font yeah and i here's you know nerd corner with deanne you a font snob as well as a fashion snob it is my favorite font Mm. i love aerial it's just so simple i it's just it's so like elegant and clean i just love aerial font (laughs) (laughs) good to know yeah so I should start sending you all my emails in Comic Sans? You know what? Okay. Comic Sans has its place in time. It does. And I actually read a thing very recently that if you have a learning disability, Comic Sans is the best that's, font to read. In. I heard that that's what it's developed so for. I'm done shitting on Comic Sans. <laughs> the like, directions what, like fucking what? <laughs> what even is this? <laughs> okay. Uh, so my first kind of real feeling about anything watching this is space makes me feel very claustrophobic Mm -hmm. which also may be a parallel to jaws as does vast expanses of water interesting okay i um i get very like anxious about vast expanses of water Mm -hmm. and i think it's the unknown and so it makes sense that it's the same for space Mm. um but even like if i'm watching a tv show or a movie and they there's people in a boat and then they do an aerial shot mm-hmm, and like you can mm-hmm. see the nothing all around it. Yeah. That gives me like an anxiety attack. Oh, really? Yeah, I just, okay. ugh. Um, <laughs> just thinking about it. Yeah, I had, um, a few years ago I was in Florida and I had the chance to go deep sea fishing and I did not. Oh, really? Did you go in the ocean at all? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But just, like, off the shore, like, at, at a beach. Yeah, 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 yeah. But did you, like, like swim, like, into the breakers? Yeah, and like, yeah. yeah. I, I, I love that, that. was That was fun. I could, yeah. like, I, we were there with my husband's family. And yeah. so, like, yeah. all our nieces and nephews and stuff. Yeah. And all the other adults were, like, mostly just on the beach. And I played in the breaks with the kids. Oh, absolutely. The whole time. Yes. I, I had so a much fun. Um, but, yeah, I just, I, I found it interesting the way that the the kind of vast 
it seems counterintuitive that something so big makes mm. you feel claustrophobic. But yeah. that was, I got this, like, tight feeling yep. in my chest. Mm-hmm. And then we... Uh, see some computer stuff and it's all DOS and I'm like you know so then I was like kind of laughing to myself about the um datedness of the DOS system but you know what any system I've worked on that's been DOS based Mm -hmm. or like AS400 anything like that has been bulletproof so that's very true maybe yeah in the future in space maybe DOS is what they're gonna do maybe because let me tell you any other like Microsoft-based or web-based platforms I've used. Um, Amazon Workspaces is fucking terrible. (laughs) That's what we use at work, and I fucking hate it. Oh, I've worked on so many different ones, and everything crashes all the time. Yeah. And then we see the the crew waking up from their long nap, and Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that sounds so good. I could go for a 10-month nap in a... Cozy-looking pod. Um, and then I realized, oh, I've already forgotten the writing that I had to read on the screen from earlier. I have no idea what it said. I think it said, like, what year or whatever it was. No clue. Um, if we want to... Wait, they're in space right now? Insight in Laura's attention span. Um, I don't think you'd be allowed to smoke on a spaceship anymore. It is un- Real. There's so much smoking. smoking. Yeah. But, I mean, this is a time when you could smoke on an airplane. Yeah, anywhere. I know, I'm like, yeah, that aspect of it, you know, I mentioned, like, you could kind of place this anytime. Yes, yes. That aspect of it, I think, would be, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was a thing where I was like, even not because, like, we're very, like, no smoking society now, but it's just, like, just the, like... The sensitive the, like, electronics just, and, yeah, just... Yeah, like, why are The you air smoking? circulation. But, I mean, then you look at... We smoked on planes. True. So, you know, my grandma was a nurse back in the 50s, or, like, the 40s or the 50s, and she said that she performed, like, a like a local anesthetic kind of um, procedure on a guy who was smoking while they were <laughs> doing the procedure. Like... And it's like, dude, like, you don't need to smoke your entire waking life here, people. Oh, some people did, though. I know. Oh, I know. I mean, both my parents, basically. Yeah. I mean, I used to. Yeah. So then my next note is, hey, it's Bilbo! (laughs) And I feel like we've had a lot of Middle Earth happening in this podcast. Oh, Like, there's been been a lot of Middle Earth characters popping up. Yes, there has been. Um... So, here's something that you might find interesting. Okay. So, last episode, a lot of your talk about Pride and Prejudice and sensibility and (laughs) little women um, was how you found it hard to follow. I found this hard to follow. Oh, interesting. A lot of, like, the technical speak and stuff. Yeah. I was... I was... Like, I was watching a different language or something. I really... It took me a while to get into it because I just was like, I have no fucking clue what they're talking about Those, or what's like, going on. The first 20 minutes feels really dense. Like, yeah. what is happening? Yeah. Um, and I did eventually get into it. And once once you get more into, like, the, the action of it. Yes. Um, yes. But, yeah, when they're kind of establishing the, mm-hmm. the technical speak and stuff, I was just like... Yeah. I don't even know what I'm watching here. I really liked how 
like the fact that they're a tow truck or a delivery truck or yeah, whatever yeah. they are is um is just a job. Like yes. they're just they're just out there doing their yes. job and all of this like they're landing on this planet and stuff and everybody's talking so like casually and blase mm-hmm. and like turn on the thrusters and we'll do this now and we'll you know like yeah. it it very um seemed like a boring day at the office. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Kitty. <laughs> That's a line of its own. Just kitty. Oh, yeah. Space kitty. <laughs> um which is another thing that just like why is there a cat? Well, why, why not? Why are you smoking and why is there a cat? I mean, if they're just like a semi-truck, people have their, like, a rig dog or a rig cat with them. Yeah, That's it like... just, yeah, that just, like, why Why is there a cat? You could just jettison the litter, litter when it's dirty. Like... Yeah, I would be down with that. Um, I, I appreciate that. And they talked a lot about this transmission, and this was where, part of where I struggled with kind of following what was mm-hmm. going on, and they were... They couldn't figure out this transmission or get the transmission transmitted or whatever. I'm like, I don't, I have no idea what's going on with this transmission. They keep talking about a transmission. And I know it's not like a car transmission. (laughs) (laughs) Um, In general, just listen to the one that says, let's get the hell out of here. Right? Yeah. Like always. Yeah. Listen to the one that's saying, get the fuck out. Yeah. Um, And... So, in addition to kind of struggling, figuring out what was going on with the, the the technical speak and stuff, everything, this whole movie was so dark. Yes. That I struggled with. with oh, and, okay. and it was definitely a, uh, like, for a reason. Yes. I get that. Yes. But um, I don't like watching things that are all mm-hmm. dark and mm-hmm. this so the, it was a bit of a struggle for me to get through it just with how dark it was and like <sighs> I'm about to prove why it was effective but like because you can't see what's going on you can't yeah, tell what's yeah, going yeah, on yeah. and that's the whole point yes. like they, it's, yeah. it's the mystery of like where's the thing hiding or yeah. whatever yeah but um just like right from the very get-go everything is very dark yeah. and I don't like it <laughs> I don't like it um, so then they're on this other planet and they find this, uh, like, layer of these unknown eggs. They're mm-hmm. eggs for some creature that they don't fucking know what it is. Yeah. And he goes poking around. John yeah. Hurt goes, like, poking around at them and stuff. Yeah. Like, why, why, they, don't touch like, it. Yeah, just, it's not, just don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it. And then I just made a little note to myself that this podcast should really just be called, Why Are You Doing That? <laughs> um, I spent a lot of this movie just, like, on edge waiting for something to yeah. jump out. Like, yeah. there was definitely, um, like, when they were, when he was poking around the eggs, mm-hmm. I was, like, just bracing for right? something to yeah. jump out. And it did. Yeah, of course. And then, holy cow, the whole conversation about quarantine, and if we... Right? I wrote yes. down an actual quote. If we break quarantine, we could all die. It seems yeah, rather people. timely. Like... Yeah. Yeah, it was It was just an interesting parallel to our current times with the talk about, like, quarantining and not contaminating yeah. everybody and, you know, yeah. like, kind of almost sacrificing the one for the many or yes. whatever. Yeah, um, for sure. So I, I figured that Ripley is, like, 
pro-vaccine, pro-mask. Yes, yes. Um, so we should all just listen to her. Yes, yeah. And how, like, people kind of, like, went over her head, like, Ash, as the science director or whatever, kind of, like, went yeah. over her head. And she was like, Ash, when when Dallas and Kane are off the, the ship, I'm the I'm boss. I'm in charge. Yeah. yeah. Like, just because you're the science guy doesn't mean you get to, like, make all the, which now it sounds like I'm being anti-science. It's all very confusing. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it's like. Yes, but we find out that he's not just the science guy, so. He's also a hobbit. <laughs> Um, Space Hobbit. Hey, <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, a very I'm, unexpected journey to space. Anyway, continue to infinity and beyond. <laughs> so many of these movies that we've watched so far, all could just be summarized by like, listen to her, listen to women. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I, I made another comment. And I don't even remember the exact mm. circumstance, but it was just like, it does feel very suspensey. This is where I can totally get behind it being a horror movie because it felt very suspenseful the yeah. whole time. Like I was just like bracing for something to jump scare me. Like yeah. I definitely was like, yes. this is a jump scare movie. Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh good. Now the thing is lost in the ship. Yeah. Why? When, uh, crap, what's his name? John Hurt's character. Kane. Kane. When he's laying there with this unknown foreign... Yeah, the face hugger. ...being attached to his face. Why was there not somebody watching him... Yeah. ...around the The clock? The entire time, yeah. Yeah, because now this thing is lost on on the ship, and uh, y'all fucking let it happen. Yeah, pretty much. Uh... And then Bilbo's all calm and, like, it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, and what, So, like, you could kind of see that there was something going yeah. on. Yeah, um, for sure. Very suspicious. And then when he calls, yeah, he says it's interesting. He When he calls them over the intercom to say, you should come see Kane. Yeah. And they're like, is everything okay? And he's like, it's interesting. And it's like, no, it's more than fucking interesting. There's an alien lost on your spaceship. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It'd be better if you just come and see. And then, like, why does no one trust Ripley about anything? Like, everything she says is yeah. just brushed off. And it's yeah. like, um, I read somewhere or saw somewhere or something um, that Ripley's character was intention- initially supposed to be cast as a man yeah and i thought about that a lot as i was watching it and like how people just brush off what she's saying and don't listen to her and like there's a kind of a power struggle Mm -hmm. and i i feel like if it had been a man playing ripley that would have played out very differently or it would have felt very different Mm -hmm. like yeah kind of the power struggle yeah with her being a woman just felt a little more pointed or something pointed yeah exactly um yeah when they when they wrote her that was something i meant to bring up and i didn't have it in my notes but they they didn't really change the writing at all yeah. just like oh okay now we're gonna have ellen ripley instead of jim ripley or whatever <laughs> it was supposed to be and that's kind of why she's kind of gone down in history as like a like a feminist icon because she isn't you know she doesn't fall apart and yeah she doesn't, the other woman character yeah, the other does woman absolutely like, does yeah, yeah. But she's just, like, very strong and take charge. And yeah. she doesn't, like, she doesn't, um, like, second guess herself. She, yes. It's never, like, 
well, are you sure that's what happened? She's like, this is what happened. This is what needs to happen. Yeah. I'm I'm not wavering on that. Which yeah. is very much the way a man, a man would, would be. Would written. It's just yeah. like, no, I'm not going to second guess this. This is just right. Yeah, I don't have to ask you to believe me. I'm just yes. telling you how it yes. is. Yeah. And then here's the scene we all knew was going to happen. Yeah. Um, and Ripley's like, I fucking told you so. Yeah, right? Exactly. Like... I knew this was going to happen. You should listen to me. Um, and then they have to space bury Kane. And I'm like, that is just some kind of a burial. Yeah. Like. Just shoot him off into space. It is weird. Because it's like, if they're, like, at that point, like, in their minds, they're going home. Like, they're like, like this yeah. was a detour. And yeah. they had to go home. So, they should be home eventually. But can they not just, like. Put him somewhere? Yeah, so that he can have a proper... But who knows what Earth or home or whatever is like at that point in time. Maybe, maybe, maybe we done all used up the space for burials. And now we have to use space for burials. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like looking through the ship for the alien to try and... Mm try and capture it and send it off into space or whatever. And then the cat jumps out and that made me jump. That definitely was a jump scare there. And I really was not expecting it to be the cat. I had kind of forgotten about the cat at that point. Yeah. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And that I kind of liked the fact that the cat just roamed around the ship. and Yeah, because I mean, what else is a cat going to do? Of course, it's just going to do whatever it damn well pleases. Absolutely. And it's not like it's going to get outside and run away. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And then the, oh, oh, shoot, the mechanic guy that has, always has the smoke hanging out, or the toothpick or something hanging out of his oh, mouth. Oh, yeah. Uh, um, I can't think of what his name is, but yeah. The second guy to die. Yeah. Um, I'm like, dude, it's right behind you. Can't you hear the scary music? <laughs> yeah, come on, dude. <laughs> and then, so he gets dead. And I'm like, yeah, because you split up. You weren't supposed to split up. Right, like exactly. Series of bad decisions. <laughs> Although, I mean, I think if the alien wanted you, even if you were in a group, you yeah. fucked. Yeah. I have a line here that I don't know if it was a quote or if it was just something that I thought in my brain or okay. something. It just it, says... In your brain? Does, oh, no, it is. It was... It was... It was... Um, When they were typing to mother or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And it just says, does not compute. And I'm like, does not compute. I say that all the time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe that's where that comes from in just like common vernacular. Yeah, I don't know. And then there were four. Yep. Yeah, and then abandoning ship sounds like a fucking good idea at this yeah, point. Like, yeah. who are we kidding? This thing is stronger than all of us. Yes. Like, just, just... Get out. Yeah. Get out. And then I just have a note that says, fuck you, Bilbo. Right? Yeah. That is such, like, when he's attacking Ripley, like, he's he's a, he's a, a, ro- he's a cyborg, a robot, yeah. whatever you want to call it, android. And I feel like when he's attacking her, it feels so human mm. at that point. Like, you're a it robot, also f- and I know you're not going to, like rape her but it really feels like feels very cause, aggressive because yeah. you're in this like you're in like the mechanic station where there's all these like titty pictures and stuff up there yeah and it's like it feels like she's going to get assaulted that way um 
but it also feels like the way he just kind of like bashed her around and stuff that also feels like um a fight scene that was written for two yes, men rather than a man and a woman absolutely because usually if you see that like you don't see someone like going that hard for uh, like for for a woman yeah, like that yeah. yeah um and then i really like i knew something was up with ash i knew that yeah. he was not Maybe a nice guy. Mm-hmm. But I had no fucking clue that he was a robot. Right? That yeah. really, really surprised yeah. me. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. And then I like the scene where, okay, half our crew is dead. Yeah. Ripley's in charge now and she goes yeah. to like start typing to mother and whatever. Yeah. And she pins her hair up and I'm like, oh yeah, you pull it's your hair back, you now. mean business. Yep, that's right. And then, you know, she's trying to like get to the, the escape pod or... Mm-hmm. And she goes back for the kitty, and I'm like, right? I love a kitty as much as the next guy, but I don't know if I would have made that same choice. Yeah, yeah. I was listening to um, the Faculty of Horror did a really good episode um, a few years ago on Alien, and they kind of, they brought that up too. They're like, um, like, things are crumbling around you, and you're going back to get the cat. And what they brought up was so many people had died, and there was so much destruction yes, yeah. that it's like, I want one good thing to come. I want to be able yeah. to save one other And this, this thing. innocent life, yeah. you know, and that actually got me thinking a little bit because that's exactly the note that I made was that it was like, I don't know that I would have made that same choice, but, but there is something about saving a, an innocent. Yes. And we've, I've, we've talked about it with other movies too, where like, why does the dog always have to die or whatever? Yeah. And, and it's quite a, like a, a meme and like a pop culture mm-hmm. thing to talk about how like, you can watch the most grisly, gruesome stuff of people getting murdered, and you're yeah. like, meh, fuck them. Yeah. And then a dog <laughs> gets killed, and you're like, no, the dog. Right, yeah. And and I really think it is just because they are completely innocent so players. Innocent. Yes, yeah. yes. Um, yeah, they, they just never would deserve it. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, a lot of the people in these movies and stuff obviously wouldn't deserve it either, but there's just something about, yeah, like, something the, about the purity animal. of an yeah. animal. Especially, like, a pet animal yes yeah but yeah like they were counting down the minutes till the ship self-destructs and she's still going back for the cat and i'm like when it's life or death in like three minutes i don't know if i'm going back for the cat i mean it depends on how far i have to go yeah but you know and i say that but like you know i think of my little doggies that i love so much and it's like if i could save myself and then have to live without my babies right maybe yeah. it's not even worth it maybe i would go back for that i'd, I'd go down with the ship if they couldn't be rescued. Yeah. who knows yeah. who knows yeah um i mean really i do know right but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a rather unfathomable thought. it is yes and then there were um moments in this movie that really called back to Spaceballs mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And the and I I talked about this when we were talking about Spaceballs, but the um the self-destruct sequence yeah. was really yeah. made me think of it. And, yeah. And especially sure. the fact that in both movies they want to undo it and miss it by like a split second. Yeah. Yeah. Um so then everybody's dead except Ripley and the cat and they yep. get on the um the escape pod ship whatever yeah. it's called yeah and she starts undressing and i'm like fuck those panties <laughs> there is so much discussion over her space panties they would never have stayed up through right? all of that that she had just been 
doing in the last yeah, however well, many then, hours. Yeah, like, she like, turns around, like, you do see, like, a little bit of butt, butt crack. crack. And too. I mean, yeah. like, I'm not complaining about seeing some butt crack. It was yeah. some nice butt crack, but, <laughs> like, she would have been a sweaty... Yeah. Swamp ass mess yes. by then, and those yeah. were the teeniest little. They were but so they were tiny. No, it wasn't even just that they were tiny, but where they sat on her hip and stuff, yes. they looked so uncomfortable. And I'm mm. like, that is no like. I'm sorry if you're in space in like a space suit and you're there for a job, you're wearing some granny panties. Oh, I'm yeah. sorry, absolutely. like some NASA issued, yeah, white cotton. I mean, these were still white yeah. cotton panties, yeah. but they were a little string. Yeah, like no, yeah, like just the- no. I was like, so I, I offended. See that quite often in like the sixties and seventies, those like those like bikini style panties that are like so low across the hips. Yeah, and like maybe it's just because I've always had like a gunt, but it's just like, <laughs> <laughs> but it's like no, like my my belly just like immediately like even if I have panties that come like kind of halfway up my yeah. belly, like that roll just like it falls just over. Sucks and I mean, it in. It looks like. Ripley didn't have to, like, worry about that, but I just look True. at that, and it's just, like, that's... Yeah. Like, it's just gonna shimmy right off your butt. Yeah, that's gonna... Yeah. That's gonna end up just on my fupa. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so she's half in her little uncomfortable, unpractical panties. Yes. And then... I fucking knew it! Yeah. I yeah. knew it. I knew that when she went back to get that cat, that fucking alien got yeah. into the little escape pod. I mean, she handled it... She did. Wonderfully. Yeah. Very, you know, like, problem solvy and not just panic yeah. that I'm alone on a Very spaceship. Very not, with... like, not emotional. Like, oh, yeah. what's going to yeah, happen? It was just like, just like I gotta okay, this. evaluate my situation and if I go yeah. here, then I can do this. And Yeah, so she got rid of the, the alien and then she could go to sleep for months or weeks yes. or whatever, um, which just sounds delightful. Um, um, if you watch the sequels, you will discover it is a lot more than months. Oh, 56 years. Oh my goodness. So that's my last note was just that I fucking knew it. I fucking knew it. Um, yeah, like when she gets into the, to the escape pod and is starting to undress and whatever, you have this momentary like, oh, okay, it's over. And then I'm like, nope, nope. It can't be over. Nope. Too good to be true. Yeah. Um, so I... Yeah, I kind of, I didn't hate this movie. I didn't love it. I didn't have really strong feelings about it one way or another. It did effectively scare me a number of times. No, like, out loud screams. No, like, really, really scared, but, like, some jump scares and, and, uh, and suspense. This is one where I probably would watch the sequels. Yeah. Or at least the next one to see if I liked Mm -hmm. it enough to watch the next one. Yeah. Um... I gave it five flamethrowers out of ten. I like it. Just a solid middle of the road. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. It was a movie. It was a movie. It was a a solid way to kill two hours. Yeah, that's fair. Um, The flamethrower is actually one thing that I I wrote down here. It was another tie-in. It was, yes. Aliens, the flamethrower. Um, it was, it was funny because like I'd seen this movie before, but it never really occurred to me until this watching where it's like, you're in a spaceship and you should just have a (laughs) flamethrower. Like, come on. I, I, I don't think you should have a flamethrower, Dallas. For all the good that it did him. Right. 
Although it did seem to work better for Ripley. So. Mm, true. There. True. Um, what else? Oh, one thing I found really interesting about this movie for a movie that was made in the late 70s, the survivors in the end were two women and a black man. Because, like, normally, now, I don't know, maybe this isn't, I mean, until the until, end, yeah. it's just a white yeah. woman. But, the, yeah, but the last three. Yeah, because yeah. usually, if you're going to look at horror films, especially, if you have black people in the movie. They die they, first. They're dying first. Yeah. yeah, there's actually a kind of a famous quote from one of the actors who was in Nightmare on Elm Street part three and four. And he's a black guy and everyone's like, you made it, like, you, you survived all of the movie in part three. And then they get to part four and he was like, I had to tell my friends, do not uh, stop and go to the bathroom. Do not stop to get popcorn. You get to the movie right away because I am dead before the opening credits. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, I thought that was like really, yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if they meant to do that, but it's like, wow, that's like really refreshing to see. Like all the white dudes died. Like, because they're all the ones that are making the fucking stupid decisions. Yes. Or they're robots. Or they're robots. True. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I will also bring up that is kind of a big talking point that um, I forgot to bring up. A lot of this is based on the artwork of H.R. Geiger. Are you familiar no. with that artwork? So I'll bring up a couple of works that he's done. Um, specifically, um, the, the kind of the design of the xenomorph, which is like the, the big alien. Oh, okay. Um, I'll put these up on our um, mm, yeah. uh, Instagram, but this is like one of the pieces of H.R. Geiger. Okay. So you can really see like mm-hmm. the inspiration for totally. for the um, the xenomorph, and then um, this you can kind of see how they kind of got ideas for like the the Nostromo in there. So yeah, very influential artwork. Interesting. Yeah. So one thing also that I did find interesting, and it's something that uh, Roger Ebert mentioned, is that this cast is all older than typical horror. Um, horror cast like mm. usually you know you kind of see like 20 something yeah. or whatever yeah. and a lot of people in this cast were like in their 40s and 50s hmm. um except for the two women interestingly yeah. enough one thing that he mentioned here is um roger ebert said this many recent action pictures have improbably young actors cast as key roles or sidekicks but by skewing older alien achieves a certain texture without even making a point of it these are not adventurers but workers hired to by a company to return 20 million tons of ore to earth like they're just blue clap blue blue collar workers yeah and um, and they've got some experience, like the mm. the kind of improbable comment that makes sense because yeah, there's a lot of. Although, if it's a bunch of young folks, you can maybe explain away the series of bad decisions a little yes. bit more. Like yeah. you guys are experienced; you've been visiting alien planets for twenty years, probably. Yeah, yeah. Make better choices. Yeah, yeah. And then one other thing, uh, just to go back to. Um, the Faculty of Horror. They just did such a good episode on Alien. I, I, I re-listened to it uh, to prepare for this because it's just, it was such, it's such a good podcast and they did such a good coverage of Alien. Um, one thing they kind of brought up was how sexual the creatures are. Like the face hugger basically has a vagina like, yeah, on its yeah, back or yeah. whatever. Um, and then the xenomorph is very phallic. Like its head is very phallic. Yes. And everything is just so like, shiny and goopy and sweaty very goopy yeah that was one thing i was like caught off guard with was how 
slimy things yeah were. yeah um they actually had like a whole bunch of glycerin all over um the actors to kind of make them look shiny mm. and sigourney weaver um was sigourney weaver was allergic to the cat hair that the cat had oh. and then she had a hard a hard time breathing because of all the glycerin all over hair, her right the cat is drinking my coffee yeah right well now. you know um so they so in order to be able to like so she could you know in order to not die while filming the, the, the <laughs> movie, they had to get rid of all the glycerin on Sigourney Weaver. Oh. And then she could kind of handle the cat hair a little bit better. Because it wouldn't like, be so stuck to her. The other. Yeah. Hmm. But, um, yeah, so the, the whole, like, it really drives home how much the xenomorphs are really just, like, these living creatures. They're just part of nature. Like, yeah. in space. But this is just, like, another creature. It's just right. another animal. And then it kind of gets into the... the um, discussion or the point of like we're kind of trained to look at the xenomorphs are the bad guys right the aliens are the bad guys but they're, they're just existing animals. yeah like, they're they're no more a bad guy than a tiger is a bad guy right you know? yeah so it's like yes it's a matter of survival they want to fight the xenomorph but they're not really bad at the end yeah, of the day they're they're just creatures trying to survive too yeah, and, and procreate and, you, and, and yeah and if you really want to get like Marxist feminist on it, um, at the end of the day, the bad guy is the corporation because it sent them into this yeah. into this situation for money, you know, and then it put a, a robot science officer in there to make sure that there is return on investment. Yeah, because, uh, because yeah, there is reference in the movie to like past people saying like "get the fuck out." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So. So yeah, so the corporation knows that, and I mean, and says that the ca- crew is expendable in so yeah. many words. Yeah. So as they say on your wrong about on on your wrong about, it was capitalism all along. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. those are those are my thoughts I have for that movie. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, yeah, I I would definitely recommend watching at least Aliens, which is part two. Mm. So yeah, it's it's kind of. Something that I tried to find very briefly, actually, just after I got here today, because I thought about it and before and then, uh, oh, look, a bird. Yeah. Um, Is that I don't actually know what year Spaceballs is set. Okay. And I don't know. I think that the scroll at the beginning of Alien said what year it was set, but I didn't absorb it. I just tried to Google and I couldn't actually find what year Spaceballs was set. I'm sure it's there. I just, you know, it was... I feel like maybe that's not like... Like, I don't know. I get the the idea from Spaceballs that it's not... Well, it's, so the... it's very much like Star Wars is... It could be happening right now. Yeah. In a well, galaxy. so there's one hint at when it is mm-hmm. and that's when uh the king is talking to lone star about rescuing vespa mm-hmm. and he's talking about the car or like the s- spaceship she's right. in yes. and he says it's a 2001 mercedes okay so but i also got the feeling that it was like lightly used like i don't think mm, it was a new yes, car yes because so, he got a very good deal on it or yeah yeah so yeah, so I kind of think it's around two thousand one ish. Yeah, but um, and then two thousand one is an interesting uh reference to like space odyssey. Space odyssey. Yeah. Yes. Um, another thing I've never watched. 
I found it so dry and boring. <laughs> I couldn't even get through it. I found it so boring. Um, yeah, anyway. Yeah, and then Alien uh, takes place in 2122. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So much further. Yes, ahead. yes, yeah. So, yeah, that's uh, what we have to say about space. So we talked about space this time. Now we're going to pivot a little bit, come back down to Earth. And talk about some bugs. About some bugs. So, next episode, I've been threatening all along to make you watch some cartoons. That's kind of how this podcast started. It was like like romance slash Disney, because you've never really watched much Disney. I've seen like five Disney films in my whole life. So, we're going to start your Disney journey with a bug's life. A bug's life. Okay. Which is adorable. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I know nothing, so. Um, there is another down-the-road Disney movie that I th- want to make you watch that you will... You've, you've been threatening it a lot. A lot. And, I watched it. and I think that you'll enjoy it much more than A Bug's Life. But, okay. But theme-wise, yeah, A Bug's yeah. Life, it's, it's uh, where we're going to start. Okay. And I am going to make you watch another movie that will probably make people say, is that a horror film? But oh really? I always thought it was a Yeah, it's it's kind of it's got enough comedic elements that I think oh, okay. people think of it as a comedy, but trust me, your skin will crawl. <laughs> and if you're anything like me, you will be afraid of the shower for a while Uh-oh. after you see arachnophobia. <gasps> so I'm a little nervous because currently in my life I love spiders. I am not oh, yes. scared of spiders. They are my friends. I talk to them. I feed them other bugs. Yeah. Like, I, I've had an orb weaver on my balcony like all summer. Yeah. So I'm a little nervous that I'm going to not like them after this. Um, yeah. Like, I, I feel like I have enough like cognitive dissonance that I can be like, these spiders are scary. The little orb weaver on my deck is fine. Okay. But, um, oh, yeah. There are, there are, I, I can't wait to get into it. It's... <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing it again, but ooh, every time I see it, I'm just like, <laughs> Well, can't wait. It's, it's great. Yeah. All so. right. Well, I guess that wraps it up for this it episode. Does. So, yeah. um, as usual, please rate, review, subscribe. Yeah, it really, it really helps us out. If everyone listening just took like two seconds out of their life to just go and like give us a five star review, like, it costs nothing, and it's super easy to do. So, yeah, definitely. And you can find us on Instagram, Love and Horror Podcast. My personal Instagram is at Deanne Teresa. And mine is LMCLaura580. You can send us an email at loveandhorrorpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening, and remember, all is fair in, in love and horror. love barf. (laughs) Maybe we done all used up the space for burials. Space hobbit.